What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Netflix Life, a streaming TV podcast from Fansided. I'm Bryce Olin, and I'm joined like every week by uh, my co-host Cody Schultz. We've got a bunch of stuff to talk about. We've got a new Stranger Things season four rumor, a new Sweet Magnolia season two rumor, and then a bunch of Netflix news. Um, And then we're just going to jump in and talk about one of our favorite shows and uh, a show that I think everyone wants Netflix to save or revive, and that's uh, Teen Wolf. Uh, but first, Cody, let's go to you for um, uh, what can you tell us about Sweet Magnolia season two? So the the big rumor, of course, is when is the show going to start? It was definitely a breakout hit for Netflix when the, the show dropped last year and everyone's kind of looking for answers. And with the, the current like state of production, it's kind of a lot of when is something going to get to filming? Are we going to have delays? And the Covington News reports that filming is like start set to begin on a secretive project in like a small town in Georgia around where they filmed season one. And so the the rumor there is that they could be getting back to filming this spring, which would of course set it up for to where Netflix could drop season two later this year, which is something I think everybody would like to see. Now, the interesting part of the rumor is there seems to be uncertainty of whether it's Sweet Magnolia season two getting ready to start production, or if it was Legacies, which also films in the area and is a CW show. Oh. It's kind of like this mystery of, is it like a code name? Which show works under like that? But either way, something is filming in this town and it seems to be Sweet Magnolias is the favorite. Uh, the only thing I think would be interesting is if it films, if it is Sweet Magnolias, I feel like they like were very summer focused in the first season. And I'm like wondering this time of year, granted it's Georgia, I don't know exactly like what their seasonal pattern is. But I feel like it would be a very different tone if they were to film like in the middle of winter. Yeah, they couldn't, from what I remember about the ending, they couldn't really just jump into like winter, like some stuff happened that they've got to fix like now, right? Like they can't just jump forward a couple months, I don't think. Yeah, I think it would be very jarring if all of a sudden we like picked up and there was snow on the ground and like it was months later. I mean, I guess it could be like a plot, you know, twist where they could do the old flashback and kind of look at, oh, here's what led up to and kind of do the gradual reveal of like ruling out characters whose fates were left up in the air, like kind of like, oh, this character, it wasn't them and kind of doing that slow burn. But I'm a little skeptical on the rumor just because it just, I don't know, it feels like it would be too hard to film some of those scenes 
especially on location during like the winter months. Yeah, exactly. I totally agree with that. We've got some other Netflix news though. Um, yesterday, Netflix announced the release date for Shadow and Bone, which is going to be one of like the biggest new fantasy shows um, on TV. They're based on the book series by uh, Lee Bardugo. And I'm super excited for it. It comes out April 23rd, 2021. It's still a few months away, which is like, I don't know, Netflix doesn't usually do this, but it's something to look forward to amidst all the doom and gloom right now. And uh, yeah, are you excited for this one, Cody? I have to say it's one of those shows where I haven't really seen like too much about it. I'm not familiar with like the, the series that it's based on, but just in like the first look teaser like images, like it looks like it's going to be a good like show for like Game of Thrones, The Witcher. I get like those period kind of dramas of like the, the costumes were like very, you could tell they, it wasn't like a modern day show. Like it's definitely going to be interesting. Like even the character posters, like I'm like, okay, who are these characters? What are like these different like hints drop? Like I think there was like things with shorts and, and shields. And I'm like, this is going to be very interesting. And the timing should work well for Netflix because I think having like that big spring release, right when like some of the other shows are having like their breaks, although it's hard to predict what those breaks might look like this year. But I think it definitely has potential to be another big hit for Netflix. Definitely. I'm really, really excited for it. <laughs> and then uh, that's not the only news. Um, let's see. Too Hot to Handle got a two season renewal, right? Yeah. So after it was kind of one of those big hits at the start of quarantine, it dropped in April. And so everybody was looking for new things to watch and like just was this huge hit for Netflix. But then we heard nothing about it. And that's never a good sign for Netflix. Like when they don't, it's like if you're a couple months removed and you haven't heard whether a show's been renewed, usually it's not a good sign. But apparently they picked it up for two more seasons and they kept it secret because they wanted to keep like the contestants from knowing what show they were getting ready like to film. Because the premise is like they go into it. It's a bunch of singles. And then they're told like you can't kiss. You can't like and there's no like in the definition that's no kissing, no canoodling or no self gratification is like how Netflix describes it. <laughs> and then like for everyone, like every instance, they take away money from like the prize at the end of the season. So they oh, worked no. under a code name and everything for like the, the production. I think it's just like hilarious. But the fact that they've already been working on the show for several months now is definitely, I think, a positive sign that maybe we could be getting a new season as early as spring or summer 2021. Yeah, they should be able to flip a reality show like this pretty quickly, like comparatively speaking to like Shadow and Bone or like we were talking about Sweet Magnolias. Uh, so that'll be good. That's so funny. That I forgot that that's like the trick with the show is like the cast doesn't know what they're signing up for. Like they think they're going on this like Love Island slash, I don't even know, all the reality dating shows where and then they actually are there to like make it through the show with like because they lose money if they like kiss and stuff i think which is makes it even more hilarious um so right before we got on the pod uh some stranger things season four rumors starting to spread online and i'm pretty pretty excited about this one because well i guess this is a little bit of a spoiler so you can fast forward a few minutes if you uh, don't want to know this but basically it looks like someone confirmed on Instagram that uh, Matthew Modine, um, who starred as Dr. Martin Brenner in Stranger Things season one, was in Stranger Things season two for a quick minute, um, is gonna be back in season four in some capacity. Uh, I know you don't watch the show, Cody, but this is this is a big deal. <laughs> 
Yeah, definitely. I feel like when any Stranger Things news breaks, like it's never with Stranger Things, there's never like a little like it's always a massive like spoiler when they drop. And so it's it'll be interesting. You mentioned he wasn't in season three, really. So I wonder what that might mean for season four. Yeah, I honestly have no idea. There's so many different ways that they could go with it. It could honestly it could just be like a flashback. They've done that in the past with characters. Um, I don't know. It's not even confirmed yet by Netflix and it probably won't be until like the trailer comes out if they even share it then too so it's just like oh i don't know fans are just getting a little excited i'm getting excited everyone's getting excited um but yeah it'll be interesting i really like matthew modine and he was super good in season one so there's some there's some stuff that could happen but we'll get into that later as we get closer to the to the release date which hopefully sometime later this year. Yeah, I feel like it's definitely a positive sign that there's cast leaks starting to come out. Like, I feel like when you start to see like reports about this actor being back on set, like, okay, they're filming. Obviously they're, you know, close to, because it's always interesting, like the timing of when they bring in these like guest actors. It's like, do they do it? It seems like it's like the middle or the end of the project. Like they don't bring them at the very beginning to kind of avoid like that early spoiler wave. Because it's like once something gets back to filming, there's eyes everywhere. Like people suddenly, I don't know how they find out where they're filming some of these shows, but like there's paparazzi and fans just like, and you get all the like blurry set pictures start to leak. And it's like, I think it's a positive sign that we're getting like those cast leaks now that maybe they're nearing the end. Because I think everybody wants this season to come in 2021. Like they're, to wait any longer would seem unreasonable almost. Yeah. And like, I think one of the actors recently just mentioned that like, it's going very, very slowly and it's all because of the pandemic. Like they're taking so many extra precautions. It sounds like to make sure that everyone is safe, which is a great thing. It's not very conducive to like rolling out the season very quickly. And then once production ends, we're looking at like a six to eight month gap or yeah, gap between the end of filming and then the release on Netflix. So if they don't finish by spring, it's probably looking like a 2022 release date, but we can get to more, uh, get to that more later. We're here to talk about, like I said, one of my favorite shows, one of your favorite shows, and that's Teen Wolf. So to set this up, basically a few months ago, for some reason, we started getting like tapped in somehow into the Teen Wolf fan base on Twitter. And now we regularly get messages um, at Netflix Live asking if Netflix is going to save Teen Wolf. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about that to just like clear up some stuff. So let's just go back to the end of Teen Wolf, which I believe it was like 2017. And just how did it end, Cody? Can we, is the season seven possible? Yeah, it's definitely, I had to do like a refresher because it seems like it's been so long ago since the season ended. I'm like, how did it end? I'm like, I remember they left it very open, but it was like filling in those blanks because their final season was very like, busy and very like it was like each episode kept bringing the drama and like you built to that finale and so I know they end it with like Scott and the pack of course they faced off against Monroe and they won the fight but they didn't win the battle just yet like it was like she slipped away so it was like the threat still out there kind of thing like she's building her army like there's a place to revisit whereas like on the Scott front it was very much that tease of the gang still together they're now like building and working with like the younger teen wolves and like growing their pack and like he kind of shifted into like the Derek role at the beginning of the season where now suddenly he's like leading and training these new up and coming wolves and that. And so it very much, which I think Jeff Davis like said from the beginning is he didn't want to put a period on it to where it was like finite to where they could return to it. Or like, even if they didn't, it left the fans with like that chance to like think, Oh, what happens next? Instead of like, right. This is clearly what happens. There's no going back. And I think that's kind of a nice thing for shows, especially in today's era, 
because we have seen so many shows get brought back that we never would have anticipated, like for limited <laughs> series. I mean, like Netflix has a love of doing that. Look, they saved Lucifer. They brought back Fuller House. I mean, there's Gilmore just so many girls. Things. Exactly. And it's like, you never know when that time might be. And it's like, I feel like when there's the passion of the fans, it never hurts to revisit a show if it makes sense. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And it sounds like, um, I was just doing a little bit of research before I jumped on. It sounds like the cast is like down to do this, which I think that's like the most important thing is if you have like, like you mentioned, the fans, of course, have to be behind it because there has to be like a market for the idea. And then if the cast is ready to do it, it's like how long can like the creator or producer or whatever be like, we should not do this before the, like the like the pressure becomes too much. And so I saw, um, I think it was like in the spring, Tyler Posey um, tweeted something that he was ready to do Teen Wolf season seven. I saw Dylan O'Brien mentioned at some point that he was interested in doing season seven. And so if those two are interested, you got to think that like the rest of the cast that was involved in like the later seasons would be interested, right? Yeah, I know it's kind of like, I feel like it always hinges upon like the leads like if one of the leads don't want to come back and like revisit the character, it's just, it doesn't work if you don't bring back the the aspects that made the show a hit to begin with. And to me, it always kind of came back to, you know, Scott and, and Styles were like the core duo. Like I know they had yeah. other relationships and all that, but their friendship was really what drove the first season and carried it throughout the rest of the show. And like when Dylan O'Brien started to step back, you could tell like the tone of the series changed. Like it wasn't the same, not having Styles in every episode and like, they can, they're characters that can stand on their own, but it was just like one of those friendships was what fueled the show. Kind of like I always like on Hawaii Five-O, like McGarrett and Dano, like those two, like without the show, it didn't work without one or the other. You had to have both. And I feel like it's the same thing with Teen Wolf. You have to have Scott and Styles or else it doesn't really work. And so I think it's promising, especially with Dylan O'Brien, because I think that his exit was kind of what fueled MTV's decision to you know cancel the show because they did see that kind of like the fans wanted to see those two together. Um, and so the fact that him and Tyler are both on board, both out there like giving interviews and saying, I think it's inevitable, let's do it. You know, why are we waiting? Is a very, very positive sign. Yeah, I totally agree with that. It's like, like we said, like those two are the one, they're the core. If they come back, it might not be Teen Wolf because they're like adults now. <laughs> they just call it like Wolf or something. No, it'll still be Teen Wolf. But like, I really like that angle that they like sort of did in the last season of like teaching like the next generation and stuff. And like, there's definitely potential to bring back some of the old, like, I really like the first like three seasons of Teen Wolf or like my favorite that that's like the like peak of the show. I think it gets a little wonky after like season three with like some of the other like monsters that they're bringing in which I liked at the time, but then I've, I've revisited it since. And I, I think those first three seasons are like the best part of it. So hopefully if they do, like they can capture that, like maybe Scott and Styles move back to the town or something like that. And then like some weird stuff starts happening and like get like, like small town vibe rather than like monsters from everywhere, just like drawn to this place, I guess. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think the key thing to making like any season seven or revival, whether, you know, they decide to do like limited series or like completely try to commit to like more seasons as a whole. I think it'd be smart for them to go back to the origins of like the dynamics between the, the wolves and the hunters because like, even like that was like the very like beginning, it was always like that star-crossed lover thing with Scott and Allison, you know, he's a wolf, she's a hunter. 
you know, Hunter's daughter. And so it was like taking those two worlds, like these are opposition, they shouldn't be working together and kind of going with that. And it, it really evolved as the season. But then as they started getting to the, you know, like the monsters, like you said, it shifted the tone. It was like, they were compelling at the time. But yeah, like when you look back, like the stories that were based on like the hunters and like more in like the, the wolf lore and that kind of stuff, I feel like those were stronger overall episodes and would be like the key to bringing it back for a seventh season, like leaning heavy into that. I totally, totally, totally agree. So if you had to put like, how likely is it that you think this will happen? If you had to put like a number, like one to 10, 10, it happens, one, it doesn't happen. Where are you on the scale right now? I think it's like a strong eight. And that's just because like the key thing is the cast. And we've seen obviously like the cast is interested. Not, it's not like just one actor who like sometimes you see like someone who hasn't really done anything since they're like, oh, let's go back and do the show again, just because that was like their you know, key role that everyone recognizes them from. These people, they've gone on, they've had other success on movies, series, all that. It's just, I think, a matter of they had such fun as a cast, which always kind of shown through, like when you'd see them at cons and like just watching the actual show, the fact that they're all interested in like pushing, like campaigning almost for MTV and, you know, the studios to save it. That's usually where the fans start. And then the actors kind of come in once the fans have done the groundwork. I feel like there was groundwork from fans, but like the actors are now like leading it and like, oh yeah, let's do this. So like I mentioned, kind of, we've been getting a lot of questions like, can it happen at Netflix? Like, do you think that it could happen at Netflix? Are you thinking, like, in my mind, I'm thinking it works better probably if MTV is involved in some respect, but I don't really know how that would work. So what do you think? Yeah, it's a tricky one because I think it's one of those shows where it streams stateside on Amazon. Like, I know that's where you have to watch it. It was on Prime. I don't. I think it streams, though, internationally on Netflix, which is why, like, there's a real interest there of, like, let's bring it back because that's where most of these viewers outside of the U.S. get to watch it. It's one of those interesting things of MTV has kind of gotten out of the scripted game almost. Like, they were really leaning into it. Teen Wolf kind of was like a, a game changer for them. And so we saw them kind of experiment with some other scripted series. They've kind of gone back to unscripted focus um, these last couple of years. And so yeah. it'd be interesting to see if they would want to be the host, like, or if they would say, you know, let's partner with the site and do like some kind of like hybrid thing of sorts. Cause it's so, it's like, I feel like it'd be a mishap for them to pass on it because there's obviously fan interest. But it's like, yeah. if it doesn't fit with your scheduling plans and you've moved away from scripted since then, it's like, well, maybe it does make sense to go to like a streaming service. And I think the fans definitely want it to go to Netflix. Um, yeah. Like they definitely made it clear. Yeah. And I think Netflix, it reminds me sort of like of Lucifer. Obviously, like Lucifer was canceled and then Netflix saved it. That was kind of the story. Teen Wolf's different because they like let it end. Like it got to the point where I think that everyone knew that it was going to end. Um, and they kind of went that route. And so it's been so many years or a few years now since it's been over. So it's a little bit different, but like with Lucifer, Netflix, I believe knew globally how many people were watching. Cause I think Lucifer was hosted on Netflix around the world. It wasn't in the United States. I think it was on Hulu at the time, but they knew like the market for this show was huge if they took it to everyone. And so that's why I think it worked out from Netflix, like doing that deal to make it work. So it's possible, I guess, that they could find a deal. I think that Teen Wolf's distributed by like MGM, which I don't think they have like any live partnerships with anyone. So it's possible that Netflix could be involved. Yeah, it'll definitely be interesting to see. And I think the other thing is like seeing how Netflix, if they were the one that got involved, like what it would look like. Because it's like, I feel like with the reboot, it only works if you have certain components. Like you need right. like this, you need certain actors, which of course we've seen there's interest. I worry about like the story because we saw with Netflix, like 
when they saved designated survivor, they tried to change <laughs> it a little bit too much. And then of course it was like one and done. So it was like, it was saved, but then it only had 10 more episodes and was canceled again. And so I think yeah. like, if it was saved by Netflix, the key would be get the cast back, stick to like the original tone. You know, you can mature it because I think the audience of course has grown and the characters could be more like their actual ages instead of like, they're not high schoolers anymore. So like, you're going to lean into more adult topics and all that, but like, don't go overboard trying to like reinvent the wheel stick to what the fans loved is going to be the key for whoever, you know, if, if it gets revived, wherever it gets revived, that'll be the key is stick to what fans love because it's like with Fuller house, it was campy. It was still like really corny, but people liked it because it reminded them of full house. And so it's like, you need to like pander to the audience almost of like, this is what they like. Let's give them this and also like bring in new things as well, but not completely new. Exactly. Honestly, I can't say it any better than that. Um, Unfortunately, we're out of time. Thanks for listening, you guys, and we'll see you next week. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.